I started the call. We're recording. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> so we'll keep the conversation clean. <laughs> okay, we can do that. <laughs> I can actually shut it off. Hold on. Let me shut it off. Okay. I don't know what well, here we are. <clears throat> Another evening in the course of love. Uh, we are in chapter... 13 in the third treatise, the treatise on the personal self, if I remember correctly. Hold on. Yes. And this chapter 13 is called The Practice, No Loss But Only Gain. And our usual uh, curriculum is that we read through this chapter. And if any time someone wants to stop while we're reading to comment on something, they're free to do that take it off and, you know, it's even going to dialogue that something was invoked within them. Uh, so it's always free forum, you know, as far as dialoguing, sharing, no set curriculum. But we do try to get through these paragraphs. And uh, then it goes to wherever we feel it needs to go. So with that, as I usually do, I'll give us a few words just to kind of get us centered and feeling God is in. And if we would mute our phone, it would help. Please mute your phones, ladies. Unless somebody else is on there, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Everybody's muted? Thank you. Uh, I wanted to share something with you that I heard during the week. I, I was going through... Um, one of my little anxious moments, thinking, you know, like, I have to do this, I have to do that, let me take care of that, and I start to get myself kind of worked up, and then I start, you know, take deep breaths and try to relax, and I picked up the Unity's little booklet called, well, I read it every morning, there's a, every morning there's, a, you know, a daily word, and this particular morning, and like I said, it's always when I need, God gets the message to me. And the topic of the read was relax. And as I was reading through the content, this, they said there's a little practice that helped and it should help you. And it says to sit back, say to yourself, God is in me and I am in God. And then to sit quiet and relax. And I started to do that. And I have been doing that as a practice for the last couple of days. And it so settles me down. God is in me, and I am in God. Relax. Take your hands off the wheel. You're okay. Try it when you get anxious. It has worked wonders for me. So I wanted to share that. You know, and I, and we know when we ask for help, it always comes in some form. And there it was in this little booklet. The words were there. He's amazing, our friend God. He is something else. So, Thank you, Paula. That's really lovely. Isn't that nice? God is in me and I am in God. It's like the oneness. It's like so, so 
like like a love, like a deep connection, like a feeling, safe, peaceful. God is in me and I am in God. The oneness of it is a mind blow. Okay. I get myself settled. I was telling Judy, I just had come in, I do it, this daily walk, and I got a little carried away. And I came running in the house and said, I got to get on the phone. So, let's just hear these words to center ourselves tonight. Mighty currents of God's healing love flow through us now, renewing and restoring every fiber of our being. We are whole, well, and free. Feel it. Feel those mighty currents of God's healing love. Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good? Wow. I wanted to share with you and I was so happy I'm gonna I shared it with my twin nieces, you know, my sister who passed away, she has two daughters, they're twins. Paula and Patty, one is my godchild. <laughs> and I have you know Sheila uh 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 from some of the calls. Sheila, do you know her? I'm not sure. I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, she comes on some of the Zoom calls I, I go on, and she has the gift as far as spirits or listening to the word, and she shares it. But when she has these moments, she'll say to the person, can I come to you? And in the past, she's had come to me and <laughs> said some things that blew my mind. And this particular day, it was Monday, I was on a call with her, and she said, well, can I come to you? And I said, yes. Yeah. She said, right now, I see your sister, one who had passed away recently, standing to your left, and she's smiling, and she's happy. She is so happy. She's actually doing like a little dance. She's so happy. Oh, that's so beautiful. Wasn't that? I was like, wow. I said, you know, I was telling my niece tonight because I wanted her to know that her mother's happy. But, you know, after the shock of it all and I settled in, I started to feel very happy. Like I didn't mourn her death. I was happy. I had this feeling in my heart every time I thought of her being happy. And when Sheila came and told me that the other day, I said, I knew it. I knew it, that she was happy. Oh, God. I I get blown away from these things, blown away when I hear these things. And I I believe in it, you know, because I've had so many incidents in my life. You know, I've had... souls come to me. And it just, we all have the gift if we open up to it. We really listen. They're all around us, all the souls. So, okay. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. It's so, 
reassuring to hear those things. And, you know, we know it. You know, we all know there's something more than just this human experience. You know, we all know it. And when you Absolutely. Yeah, and when somebody or something happens and you say, yes, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that knowing comes up, that knowing that it's there. Yeah, and it that is so true. Yeah. May I share with you? Sure. That, that, um, oh, yeah. Uh, I hate to say my line of work, but I, I'm going to say my calling was exactly that. Oh. I did that. I did that for years and years and years. I would just have people come to me, and they would ask, and I would just allow the openness to occur, and the message, or the idea, or the thought, or the image, whatever, however it came, I would just share it with the person or people involved. And it is so, so I can't even begin to tell you how gratifying it is. You've experienced it. We all can do it. You know, you said that, and it's so true. We all can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Judy, do you just, do you still get that and just don't say anything? You know what I'm saying? Do you still get, I don't want the word to use, the I still get the, yeah, no, I do. I still get all the information. I'm very open to everything, and I do get it, okay? I, Mm. at this point, I rarely say anything anymore. Don't ask me why that is, but that's the truth. I just don't say it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do. It'll come out maybe in a conversation, but I won't specifically say uh, this is for you or I won't say something like this is the message I'm getting. It'll just come out naturally in conversation to be accepted or not. That mm-hmm. way it leaves it wider open for the person involved. Yeah. They can, you know what I'm saying? It's... it's um, what, I, what I used to do in this quote-unquote work, which is not even work, it's just pure joy, is I would just open myself up, get very still, very quiet in my own mind, and just relax my body so that everything is clear. I didn't have any kind of interference. And I would just wait. And if it was for a particular person, I would just simply write that person's name down. And then just a flood of, and I don't even know what to call it, just a flood of stuff would come into me. Mm. And then I would just relate it to the person. And, you, you know, I, I'm going to say 99.9% of the time, because I do remember one person said it, that it didn't resonate with them. So 99.9% of the time, I was right on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I have, I probably have a zillion stories about different clients or different people or different places and so on and so forth. I mean, it was just totally gratifying. That's all I can say. And I didn't mm. care if they paid me or not, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had yeah, a gift. I you know, that's a gift I did. that you want to share. Yeah. Exactly. 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 So, yeah. So, I do know exactly what you're talking about when you mentioned Sheila and, and the way she approached you. That is beautiful. That is just beautiful. Yeah. So, I just wanted to share that. I, I guess I shared all that because I just want you to understand how much I do understand. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
some people, you know, you tell certain people that you know, they think you're nuts, but that's okay. You know, I, yeah, I don't I know. Tell I don't care. Yeah, no, yeah. don't. I mean, you don't have to. This is something that no. is so God-given. It's a God-given gift. And you yes. all, ha- we, we all have it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know well, how many times. Does. I know. And I don't know how many times I have told people who have come to me, you have the same gift. This is not mine exclusively. And don't put me, you know, like they want to put me on a pedestal. No, don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, don't. You, you are just as capable. Everybody is just as capable of receiving as anyone else is. It's just a matter of, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I practice completely. I mean, I immersed myself in practice to know, to be sure, mm. to gain my own self-confidence so that I could share it. Because if I didn't have any confidence in it, there was no way I would share it. I was always very shy in that regard. So... Mm. But anyway, it, it's yeah. just, to me, it was just always a calling. It was just always something that I was, I was just called to share. No matter what other line of work I went into in my life, mm. I was always pulled back right there, right there. Well, you know, and I had the occasion a few times to have souls visit me personally. Mm-hmm. About three times in my life. My grandmother and my aunt mm-hmm. and some fellow I was going with. <clears throat> and over the years, I can think back, I always felt like sometimes I'd feel something around, like near me, you know? Yes. But, you know, at some point, you know, you say, no, you know, what's that feeling? But as I, you know, became more aware of what's that, you know, besides this world and, you know, understood a lot more, I accepted it. It didn't scare me. You know, yeah. It just, yeah. There are, you know, we don't know. Yeah, it's all that. It's very real. It's very real, and there's yeah. nothing scary about it. I mean, I always knew that my intent was always pure. I always had that. And to me, my my favorite word for years and years and years was integrity. If I didn't have yeah. integrity, I didn't have anything, and I kept making sure that that was all I was doing. That's all I was coming from. Just to keep my own ego in line, if you understand what I'm saying. I didn't want any yeah. part of ego involved in it at all. So I always made sure that my integrity was intact and that all the information was pure. Yeah. A gift. Gift. Totally. Oh, my God, yeah. Totally. Yolanda has a gift. No, oh, I know that. <laughs> so do you, actually, Molly. <laughs> He just told me recently, you know, it was, you know, I always say my, excuse me, morning and evening prayer, you know, just that little short one from the Urtex, Lord, heal me. And I never even have to mention the specifics about it. I think Jesus already knows. But um, but recently he came back to me. And he said, and I know he was trying to strengthen our connection because he said for me to say, hear me and heal me. Uh, Yeah. Mm. And that made such a difference. It really did strengthen my connection with him because in asking him to hear me, I was um, just inviting him to go deeper, you know? 
Yeah, it did. That was beautiful. And it came at a time when there was a little tur- turbulence in my life with Maggie and my health. So mm. he always has perfect timing for his little jewels. <laughs> that he gives us. You know, that's so uh-huh. true. Yeah. We always get something, you know, mm. that when we need it, he hears it and he gives, you know, whether it's a word or a situation or something, you always know that it's the gift, a gift. Yeah. Um, and and he, it was a gift to me. He was telling me that for myself, too, mm-hmm. for me to remember that he's there and he hears me. Um, and saying that each time now just reminds me of that, that I'm not sitting here alone, that he's with me. In that moment, he's living. He's a living spirit, and um, <clears throat> he's always there. He's always available. Mm-hmm. So always available as long as I'm open-minded and willing to yes. listen. Listening. Yeah. Listening is far more important. Well, from my, pers- from my perspective, yeah. when I was dealing with other people, um, it was always I was listening for them. What do they need? What is, their, uh, what is their deepest need right now? What do they need? What do they need to know? What does this person need to know? And then I would just nice. listen. Just listen. Mm-hmm. And then all of a yeah. sudden it would just come flooding in either in images or voices. And, um, or okay. th- mostly, you know, mostly um, it came to <clears throat> me through, through my uh, senses, my feelings, okay, my feelings. And then I would be, and then also being auditory as well, I could hear the words that came along with the feelings and I would just repeat them. So it was never came through me. It always came through me. Yeah, Yeah, it just came through me. Yeah, he meets us where we are in whichever way Mm -hmm. of the Mm -hmm. most open channel. You know, for Mm -hmm. me, most of the time it's thoughts that enter my mind. It just, yeah. and I shared about it before, it's just, I don't particularly, I mean, I, it's, I have nothing to do with it. It's just I ask a yes. question and the exactly. answer just shows up in my mind. I don't, you know, with my body's ears, I don't hear anything. Oh, but no, neither I, do I. Oh, I, my God, no. Yeah. No, no, but no, it's, no. Um, not, absolutely it's, not. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, my inner, it's, my inner, it's my inner ear that hears. It's certainly not my outer ear. That, my outer senses have nothing to do with this at all. In fact, they go totally, mm-hmm. those, those, are, those channels are completely shut down. Yeah. All I hear yeah. I is mean, from my inner awareness. Ear. Yeah, totally. You lose, totally. At least for me, I lose all awareness of yeah, any body sensations or any physical yeah. senses of my body. It's all an inner thing. And, and what's Absolutely. so beautiful, it's really like um, a timeless state. You know, it's mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it's you know, I I joke about it. Uh, I you know, I said I need to step out of time and rest my mind with Jesus. Well, it is. Yeah, no, it is. Completely yeah. out of and that's time. what we do when we come to the present moment. It's mm-hmm. and rest there with all of our focus and attention there. Uh, yeah. We're leaving all the illusions behind. We're leaving the ego thought system. We're leaving the thinking mind of the ego. We're leaving. Totally. Um, just anything, everything, you know, our stories, we just mm-hmm. come 
empty. You know, I I uh-huh. usually start out with that um, beautiful little uh, constructed sentence of um, oh, what's it, Rupert or Shira, Shira, where he says, "Who you are is the one that is aware of being aware." And I connect with that as the one that is aware of being aware. And there's nothing added to that. There's nothing added to that. It's pure presence. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I, I can um, just, you know, it, it's like a validation of the truth that I exist. I exist. You know, it's my spiritual existence. Mm-hmm. I exist and um, I'm the one that, aware of my existence and when Awareness I just is, yeah. yeah when I just rest in that experience of knowing that I exist with God as one with God you know all physicality just I mean I even lose sense of my body sitting on a chair you know like the pressure points it's it's mm-hmm. you know you go so fully into it it's like when I paint uh, Lana kind of just disappears as I yep. join with the painting, which is the same as saying I join with the love because exactly. I love the painting. And as soon as mm-hmm. I join with the love, the separated self just dis- disappears because I, I'm in unity with my higher mind, with, you know, my mm-hmm. uh, elevated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I understand completely. Yeah. I go through the same yeah. thing. And as I've mentioned, I've always done this since I was, I guess, 32, 32 years old. Yeah, this is what, that's when I started practicing mm-hmm. this, being able to, quote, unquote, um, read for or, um, or what's the word, interpret for, whatever it is, whatever the information that I get, um, it's, it was, it's always been for someone other than me. Mm-hmm. I've never, yeah. yeah, always for someone other than me. And I got so good at it that the awareness, everything you just spoke of was so automatic. As soon as anyone sat down with me or I sat down with them, all I needed to tune into them was their, was their name. That's it. Just give me your name. And I wrote it down. I'd write it down and then I would just take a deep breath and everything would just fall into place. The awareness, yeah. the lack of the lack of uh, self, the lack of everything. It was just, it was just there. And I, mean, I trained myself, okay? I've got to be honest. I trained myself. This didn't come. I mean, I used to be able to do it before I took the training. But when I took the training, it just simplified everything for me. I was just able to be there and know I was there and know that all the information was coming, not for me, but through me to them. That was it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, you know, and, and uh, I started um, my automatic writing, or what I call uh, my meditative mm-hmm. writing, with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I guess I was in my twenties when that started, and mm-hmm. um, and I remember the first time it happened. Uh, I think I, I don't know. I shared this in other groups. I don't know if I shared it in this one, but I was on a business trip in New York City, and I was young. My marriage had just broken up. I just found out I couldn't have children. And um, and uh, my and I was still in a lot of pain over the death of my father. So I was on this business trip to New York, and I was young, and I was very intimidated by the city. It was so big and busy, 
And um, I remember in my hotel room thinking, um, you know, I had my little steno pad to take notes of things I wanted to cover in the meeting the next day. And I just, as I started writing, that's when Jesus first clicked in, you know. It's, uh, and I noticed I was writing things that weren't coming from my thinking mind, that this stuff was showing up on my notepad, and <laughs> I had no... Now, Jesus, I met him on the playground in school when I was six years old. Uh, that was a truly miraculous experience, too, because I was so afraid... I was such a fearful child, and I was in a parochial school. And back in the 50s, that was not a pleasant experience, you know. The nuns were mm-hmm. just, and the priest, I was frightened to death over them. Many times mom had to bring me new underwear because I'd get so afraid I'd pee my pants. But this one day, <laughs> and the nun used to always call my brother to come down. He was a couple grades ahead of me to hold my hand on the playground at recess. And, you know, one day he was sick and he couldn't go to school. And I was, I remember, like it was yesterday, just leaning up against the stone brick wall of the school, looking out at the playground. And um, and I felt someone hold my hand. And, I mean, just like if you were holding my hand, you know, it was very tactile. I, I, you know, it was, I looked to see who it was and it was no one there. And but I but I sensed his presence, and he continued to hold my hand, and 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 I often um, uh, think that you know back then I didn't know anything about forgiveness. All I knew that knew was whenever I was afraid, all I needed to do was call on Jesus, and my fear went away. You know, it was like an intercession. And what happened, of course, to call on Jesus, I was calling for a miracle and healing. And um, I didn't know all the facts, but I just had that experience. And then when I discovered A Course in Miracles, I guess I was 29, 28, 29, it it just came alive for me. Everything Jesus was saying in it, I either relate, it resonated so deeply within me, either through experience or, um, you know, just it was just so familiar. Um, and, and of course, I love it's like um, coming to know. And I think of coming to know as coming to remember because it's all there. Yes. It's all there, everything, all knowledge is there. And, yes. uh, but we have such a narrow vision um, that, um, it's so limited that we need a miracle. And um, and I think, you know, as you were saying, as we train our minds yes. to accept and receive, that awareness keeps expanding more and more. And I think that's one of the reasons when I can go back and read something that I didn't understand maybe the first few times I read The, the Course of Miracles and go back and read it now and it's perfectly clear. You know, I know exactly what he means, where it was great mm-hmm. to me when I first started, you know. Especially, we're reading the Miracle Principles in our morning call now, and I remember how the first time I read them, they were just so great. It was all Greek <laughs> to me. <laughs> and now when I read them, it's just all so obvious, every one of them, you know. So Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I understand that. <laughs> it is. That's all well, this is great, great dialogue, great to listen to both of you. 
and be mm-hmm. honored that you are my sisters. Yes. Oh, I'm honored Aww. to be here. I love Wednesday night with the girls and sometimes yeah. with the boys. The Reverend Wednesday night with the girls. I love, I love Wednesday night with the girls. I do. I know. Like I look forward to it. So I do too. Let's try to. Reverend Bell's our our token male, so we can't be accused of not having diversity. You know. That is true. That he is always welcome. Very true. All right, we're going to do some reading, and I'll jump in today because there's only three of us. So, okay, we'll get started here. Chapter 13, the practice, no loss but only gain. And let me just see what he told us last week that we can take forward. Uh, Let's see. What would be a greater step in all of creation than a physical self able to choose to express the true self within the laws of love. A physical self able to express itself from within the house of truth in ways consistent with peace and love, it was consistent with peace and love is the next step in creation, the rebirth of the Son of God known as the resurrection. While this would seem to say that mistakes may occur within creation, remember that creation is about change and growth. There is no right or wrong within creation, but there are stages of growth and change. Humankind is now passing through a tremendous stage of growth and change. Are you ready? Judy, are we ready in chapter 4, chapter 13? Oh, yes. Now that we have established the consistency of our former purpose, that of establishing your identity, and our new purpose, that of the miracle that will allow you to exist as who you are in human form, we may proceed unencumbered by any doubt you may have had concerning whether or not you would desire the new goal toward which we work. Okay. Yes, uh uh-huh. All right, this is 13.2. We proceed by further defining the temptations of the human experience. In, in quotes, a treatise on the art of thought, unquote, we spoke of these temptations in regard to extremes of the human experience, saying that these things that draw you from the peace of God, draw you from the state in which you are aware of who you are. I want to read that sentence again. In a treatise, on, I can never say that word, on the art of thought, we spoke of these temptations in regards to extremes of the human experience, saying that these things that draw you from the peace of God draw you from the state in which you are aware of who you are and so cause you to be aware only of a self of human experience or a personal self. 
While you may still feel a connection to God during such times, you will not be dwelling within the peace of God. That, okay, God, yourself, capital S, and God will be but memories to you while your reality remains that of the physical experience and the personal self. In such times, you can conceive only of a God outside of yourself and trust not in the benevolence of the experience, whether it be an extreme experience of pain or of pleasure. You begin to fear that pleasure will end or that pain will not end. Once fear has entered, doubt and guilt are never far behind. Mm. Paula, are you reading? Do you hear me? Hello. Yeah, now we get Okay, yeah, there you are. These temptations will concern you less and less as we uncover their true meaning by looking beyond the experiences themselves to the cause. Judy? Broad brushstrokes have been made now, giving you the beginnings of a vision of a life in physical form that will not include the very temptations we are beginning to lay out. Because you have made these things that would but seem to tempt you, you have believed in them and their ability to affect you. You have unlearned many of these lessons and need not repeat unlearning that has been accomplished. The new learning that lies ahead of you now is simply learning in accordance with the new thought system of the truth, accepting the truth and leaving illusion behind. The new thought system is simple to learn. What is of love is truth. What is of fear is illusion. The temptation is to see love where it is not and to not see fear where, oh my God, where it is. But your ability to distinguish between love and fear as cause is all that is important now as you will create the new according to what you believe to be the truth and translate into ideas. Yeah. Lana? Remember, okay. Whoops, let me see. Yeah, okay. Remember now that pleasure and pain as perceived by the body are from the same source. That source has not been, I'm sorry, that source has not been the body, but your beliefs, but your beliefs about your body and yourself. You have believed pleasure to come at a cost, the cost of pain. You have believed in the laws of man, laws that were made to perpetuate the idea that you must pay for everything or earn everything that you would care to make your own, and then that you must protect what you have against those who would take it away. There is a simp- this is a simple place to start 
because each of you are tempted to hang on to this idea despite all that it has cost you. To replace this idea with the idea of there being no loss but only gain under the laws of love is to resist the temptation of requiring yourself to pay for what you gain. Mm-hmm. I say, <coughs> just a minute. <clears throat> I say this is a simple place to start because you can put this new idea into practice today and every day <clears throat> by simply refusing the temptation to believe in concepts such as earning and paying. How you implement this idea will be your choice. But the idea that you do not have to earn your way nor pay your way must be birthed and lived by. While most of you will immediately think of your survival needs, this is far from the only area in which the idea of earning or paying your way can be found. This old idea is consistent with all beliefs of an if-this-then-that nature. You might start practicing this idea by repeating these words to yourself. Paula? No, I think I'm next. Okay. Um, You might start practicing this idea by repeating these words to yourself. Okay. I am safe and nothing that I do or do not do will threaten my safety. Keep reading the next paragraph, Lana. Okay. As you say these words, you will realize that you do believe in them. You believe, but you cannot imagine the truth of these words really being represented in the life you live here. This you must now do. You must Represent the truth of these words with your life. My turn? Yeah. You are not, however, meant to test these words with foolish acts. To do so would be to act as if this, this were magic rather than the truth. To act as if this is the truth is what you are called to do. You may even begin by something as simple as choosing one thing a day that you will change to reflect the fact that you have accepted the new idea. Choose an idea, choose an act, excuse me, choose an act that will cause you no fear to begin with. For instance, you might tell yourself something such as this. I have an idea that if I sleep as long as I feel I need to sleep in the morning, I will awake refreshed and ready for my day, and no dire consequences will befall me from this action. Another act might be as simple as allowing yourself to freely spend a small amount of money each day that you ordinarily would not spend, always with the idea in mind that this will not affect your budget in any negative respect. I'm going to try that choice with the sleeping. Yeah, I was thinking about you. Miracles for me. Yes, that's a good idea. 
While these examples may seem so simple that you regard them as little more than the self-help kind of advice I have said this course would not provide, they are but aids to help you in the development of your own ideas. If you remember that all of your ideas are to be based on love, you will not fail to birth ideas of consequence. Lana? Okay. The second aspect of this lesson will then be regarding your ideas about the consequences that seem to result from whatever action your ideas have suggested. You must birth the idea of having no reason to fear these consequences, no matter what they may be. You must, in truth, birth the idea of benevolence and abundance. Judy and Lana, you can finish it up, the next two paragraphs, please. Okay. Notice that the simple examples I gave were examples of action. Ideas can certainly be birthed without the need for action, but one of the factors that distinguishes an idea from a belief is a requirement of action. That action, while not necessarily physical, is the action of giving birth. Realize that you believe in many things that did not originate with yourself, but it is not until you have your own ideas about those beliefs that you own those beliefs in terms of making them your beliefs. To believe without forming your own ideas about your beliefs is to be in danger of succumbing to false beliefs. Oh my God, that is true. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. <laughs> okay. Whoa. To form your own ideas is to be creative. Forming your own ideas happens in relationships and relationships. Taking action on your ideas forms a relationship between your physical form and your capital self as your physical self represents in form. Oh, boy. Um, take, I'm going to read that sentence again. I got lost in it. Taking action on your ideas forms a relationship between your physical form and your capital self as Can your you say, physical... Mata, could you say true self? True self says it better I, I than think... Okay, already. Yeah. Um, Doesn't that sound okay. better than capital self? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, word symbols, you know, whatever moves your meter, yeah. but I can say true self. <laughs> <laughs> Taking action on your ideas form a relationship between your physical form and your true self as your physical self represents in form. The thought or image produced within the true self, within the true self. Ideas in the context in which we are speaking of them here are thoughts or images originating from the true self and being represented by the personal self. It is only in this way that the personal self 
will be able to represent the true self in truth. And so Very true. <clears throat> and so it is. Mm. I got totally lost in that last paragraph. I have no idea what it's trying to tell me. <laughs> you know what, Lana? As you know, Jesus it, has these run-on run on sentences, and I wish, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to have to tell him the next time we get together that, you know, he's got a... <laughs> it reminds me of um, of Teddy. You know Teddy Poppy? I used to proofread yes, a lot Teddy of Poppy. his writing and, and the book, yes. and oh, my God... He could have one sentence take up half the page in a paragraph. You know, I said, can you put some periods in there? You know, it just kept on going. And you would run out of breath reading it. I used to give him heck of a Why don't you read it? Judy, you read it over. Let Lana absorb it. Let me listen to it. Yeah. Okay. Just a second. Where are we? Is it the? Okay, I got it. Just 14. a second. I'm fourteen. Yeah, I'm on digital here, and sometimes my pages don't move. So mm. there we go. Okay. To form your own ideas is to be creative. Forming your own ideas happens in relationship. Taking action on your ideas forms a relationship between your physical form and your true self, as your physical self represents in form the thought or image produced within the true self. Ideas in the context in which we are speaking of them here are thoughts or images originating from the true self and being represented by the personal self. It is only in this way that the personal self will be able to represent the true self in truth. Oh, that was much better. Thank you, Judy. You know, you were, as you were reading, as you were reading it, the thought came into my mind that of Jesus, I am here to represent He who sent me. Yes. And you know, and as Jesus taught in His physical self, He His teachings or the ideas He were He was expressing were from His true self, His you know mm-hmm. higher mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, thank you, Jesus, for putting that into my mind just now. Jesus <laughs> mm-hmm. always comes to the rescue. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. Yeah. I was just going to say, Lana, that even as you were reading it, you may have thought that you were getting lost in anything, but I've got to tell you that your presentation of the reading was just clicking along. It was right on. It felt oh, really good. like you were just right on. Yeah. And I wonder, well, why do you want to start again? I mean, that was just perfectly represented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Oh, thank you for that. That's encouraging. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in this particular chapter. Yeah. Unless you paragraphs are like doozies. Yeah. They're um, to act as if is um, that's very cool to act as if rather than to rather than to believe or to, to, to test to testing test the words with foolish acts is ridiculous. We all know that. Okay, because it actually would be as if it were magic. But to act as if this is the truth, acting as if 
And I remember years ago, I remember an interview with Cary Grant, who used to say that he wait, always wait, wait. did that. Huh? What? In what capacity were you interviewing Cary Grant? No, no, no. I wasn't interviewing. I read an interview with oh, Cary Grant. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Yes. No, I did not interview. <laughs> did not interview Cary Grant. No. In my dreams, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, seriously. No, I remember this interview with him. I read about it. And in it, he said that he had to act as if he were who he ended up being, okay? Because he used to be like a shy, his, his original name was like Archie Leach or something like that. And he yeah, was just, this, you know, there's this scrawny little whatever. And he had to act as if he was already, quote unquote, Cary Grant. And yeah. that, and of course he turned into it. So that, those words, to act as if, it's not phony. It's like training ourselves. It's like mind training, which is what the Course in Miracles does for us. But it's like mind training That's ourselves true. to act as if, to act yeah. as if that we to act as if we do believe these words. I am safe. I am safe, and nothing that I do or do not do will threaten my safety. I am safe. I am safe. We are safe. We are protected. We are comforted. We are loved, and we are. And yeah, let's. I better act as if that were the truth, because it is the truth. And if I'm not believing it, or if I'm not trusting it then yeah, be sure I will act as if it is the truth just to gain the awareness and talk to myself. That's it's like, so true. It, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like taming the ego. It's like saying, no, 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 dear. We're not talking about you, Judy. You are a part of this because you are a part of God as well as everything else in this universe and beyond. But it's not you specifically, honey. You're a part of this, but it isn't you. This is just me settling you down so that you can absorb these words and let them sink deep within to your inner self, your true self. Yeah. And know for yourself that you are joined. You are not separate. You are joined. To me, talking to my ego has been a very important part of my growth. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so exactly. Yeah. 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 But and and I love... Love... Go ahead. Steve. The oh. ego's part of ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I just, you know, accepted it and took to it. And I always yeah, say, you're I not going to get the best of me. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not, I, I don't, I do not treat my ego like she was the red-haired stepchild, okay? I mean, she's not. Mm. She is a part of me, okay? She is the part mm. of me that my soul pushed out into the world. They said, here. You're a part of me. You're a part of my wholeness, our true self. You're a part of it. How can I not be? If God is supposedly in everything, then of course he would be in my, quote unquote, ego self. Not my separated self necessarily, but the part of me that exists to interact with this particular physical universe that we find ourselves in right now. Who else is going to? Who else is going to operate? Who else is going to interface with the rest of the world except the one that's pushed out here to do just that job? It's how I do it. It's how I do it that's important. It's not the fact yeah. whether it's the ego or the separation. It's how I do this. How do I represent the truth of who I am out here as an ego self? So I have to gentle her. I have to make her understand that she is a part of the wholeness of who we are. And, and I read, I mean, 
it's said in so many words, not in this, but in many books, what you just said, that the ego is, you know, a part of us, you know, so accept it. You know, I've many years reading The Course in Miracles, like, I'm not an ego, you know, but it it is, there is, the ego is part of me. And and Mm -hmm. as you said, if God's in me, then God's Mm -hmm. in the ego. Absolutely. Yeah. How could it not be? That that to me makes no sense how it could not be. I mean, I understand, and a lot of times in The Course in Miracles, I just made a mental correction, and I felt that what Jesus was talking about was not the ego necessarily, but the separated, the thinking separated self who felt alone and apart. Mm. That always made more sense to me, rather than, you know, the blanket ego. Because we need an ego here, okay? This particular existence demands that we have an ego, it's just how we use it that's important. It's not the fact of what it is, because it, it can be the separated self, or it can be integrated within the true self. God is in everything, everywhere, all at once, all the time. Yeah. Well, he says in the course of love, the house of illusion is within the house of truth. Yes. So there you go. So even though our mm-hmm. egos are in the house of illusion, we're still enclosed mm-hmm. within the house of truth. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Every little morsel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I'm going to try to remember that what he says to remind yourself to repeat these words. I am safe and nothing that I do or do not do will threaten my safety. In my safety, my defense was despised, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because we are safe. God, yes. you said the words right at the beginning, sweetheart. God is in me and I am in God. And truer words were never spoken. That is the truth. Yes. All of us, all of us and all parts of ourselves are within God. And God is within all of us. All of our various parts, you know. You know, I find that so, so refreshing at this point in this world in my life, you know, that, you know, when I went through, you know, so much trauma as a child, you know, feeling like I was so separate and alone. God was up there and I was just like this rotten little kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do know. I think we've all kind of been there alone, scared, afraid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just scared. I was afraid of yeah. the dark. I was afraid of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that, yeah. I, I think we can all really pretty much relate to that. <laughs> yeah. And I was afraid of God. You know, because oh. I was going to get punished, you know, for things oh. that I did. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. I didn't have a punishing God. No, I did not have a punishing God when I was growing up. I was never threatened with God's going to punish you. I was always threatened with with your father's going to punish you when he gets home, but never God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. God's going to punish you for that. No way. No way. No way. It was like the you know the tool, the the stick you know pulled over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. The, the stick and the carrot, yeah, yeah, I know. A lot of us were raised with the stick only. Um, yeah. 
But then I, I do know that I was raised with a stick and a carrot. It wasn't all bad. Yeah, it was not all bad. You know, I just had a huge issue, huge issue around my brother, who he was born when I was three years old, and he was born with a pretty awful disease that eventually took his life. So from the time I was three, yeah, so from the time I was three years old, everything in my life revolved around my brother. Yeah. I was the forgotten child after that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. But the other thing in this that... uh, Go ahead, Jim. Think back. Yeah, just when you think back, think about how your parents felt, you know, too, you know. As a child, you had so much, you know, it could be resentment, whatever, you know. But as, you know, you get, you mature and you realize life and you look back at, you know, with something like what your parents did or said. And you mm-hmm. kind of like, no, like, you know, they were in their own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, you, yeah. You find that compassion, you know, like. Yes. You know, yeah, I, oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things like yeah. that. I had a lot of compassion for my parents. And fortunately, we lived in a huge duplex in Toronto. And um, my grandparents lived in the upper, and we lived in the lower. And so fortunately, mm-hmm. my grandparents were on site. And uh-huh. I would just run up the back stairs and knock on the door. Well, actually, I didn't knock. It was always left open for me. So I could always run to them for comfort. And yeah, being the only grant, yeah, it was my yeah. safe haven. Yeah, yeah, it was my safe haven. And the only yeah. grandchild, you were, you were golden. Oh, I was, yeah. Well, I was the only healthy grandchild. My brother was yeah. sick constantly, yeah. and that was draining as hell on my parents and my grandparents. But I, I was very that. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I was healthy, yeah. So I was the golden child. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that comes with age and maturity when you look back, you know, and you think of some of the Mm -hmm. things as a child that you felt, you know, when you look Mm -hmm. back and having gone through life and becoming the parent yourself and Mm -hmm. and you realize, wow, you know. Yeah. You only could turn the clock back, you know. (laughs) Well, you know something, we can turn the clock back because let's face it, we all know that this is only the spacious present and because we are in a... Uh, time-based reality that thinks of time as something real, we forget that everything is the spacious present and that we can always touch it. We just have to focus our awareness in a certain direction other than consistently outward into the material world, which I don't like to do all the time, which is why I shut my eyes a lot, so I can feel the withinness of the spacious present and actually dialogue with my parents, with my grandparents, with my brother. It's all very doable. Oh, my God, yes. All very doable. Yeah. Yeah. And I speak with certainty only because I've had an actual experience of it. It's not a belief. It's, a, it's an actual knowing. I know this because I, I have experienced it. So I just wanted to share that. Wow. That's amazing. Mm. Mm. Oh, thank you for sharing that, Judy. I have, um, as I'm I was sure you've listening. Had those. <laughs> Go ahead, Lana. As I was listening, I was um, 
thinking about these uh this section that we read talking about uh, you know ideas having ideas about you know sleeping and spending little money and i and I remember well first of all, I think uh, any idea you know he says right here, remember that all of your ideas are to be based on love um you will not fail to birth ideas of consequences and it reminds me of a quote by saint augustine which said where he said love and do what you want and i think i shared that quote here before mm-hmm. uh, because he knew that anything born of love would result in appropriate behavior and yes. um and one of the very first um aha moments I had with this with the Course of Miracles came when I was um, playing a spiritual game Hugh Prather wrote this book called The Quiet Answer he wrote several books based on Course of Miracles but The Quiet Answer was based on um, the workbook of only his his workbook lessons were very light-hearted and they had a bit of fantasy to them and and just a light-hearted thing and and this one game I played was um, spiritual game I played uh, the instructions were and I still do this to this day that's how um, powerful it was um, was to and when you first get up in the morning give everyone and everything permission to be what it is you know, if if my you know if my child wanted wanted to be a grouch, give her a permission to be a grouch or sassy. If my boss wanted to be a grump, give him permission to be a grump. It was just for that day, just one day. And if the traffic wanted to be backed up, give it permission to be backed up. If the weather wanted to be awful, give it permission to be awful. And um, I was amazed at. Um, you know, and this, of course, was just before I got A Course in Miracles. You know, so I hadn't really read anything about it. But what amazed me so much was that I could determine the kind of day I wanted just by allowing everybody and everything to be what it is and not jumping in to judge it and bringing my opinions and my beliefs to it but just allowing it to be what it is. And, I, you know, that was like a startling moment. I never knew I had that power, that everyone has that power, you yes. know? And and, um, and I ran out and I bought the book. And, um, you know, anything, and, and I think that's, you know, Jesus uses a lot of words. But basically he's saying, you know, it's just love. Love and do what you want. Love and do what you want. Because if you're coming from love, you don't have to worry about anything. There's nothing to fear. You know, um, and and I think that quote, and of course the golden rule, you know, and I think some version of the golden rule is is in just about every religion and theology that exists Mm -hmm. today. You know, and and so, um, you know, it's, it's so simple in its logic and log and so logical, uh, not easy a lot of the time, 
But um, and I agree with you guys in that um, when I I don't even think about the word ego anymore. I just think about it as my humanity. You know, my mm-hmm. my spiritual self is perfect. Was made perfect and eternally is perfect. You know, the soul of me. But my humanity, not so much. And um, I'm training the thinking mind to behave in such a way um, so it responds with love rather than reacting with fear. And right. and that is, you know, and it's it's all, you know, like of course the love says, it's all about relationship. I could mm-hmm. give a hoot about what, if you could see all the, the Course of Miracles groups where there's so much arguing over oh, yeah. spiritual concepts. Is the world real? And, <laughs> and, you know, and all this. And, and it's, they've put so much meaning on that. And, you know, and I shared with one person that, um, you know, I don't give a hoot. You know, what's more important to me is what is my relationship with the world? What is my relationship with my body? What is my relationship with my brothers and sisters? You know, um, because I'm experiencing them, all these things. You know, they're part of my human experience. So, you know, if they're real fine, if they're not real fine, but I have to bring them to love, love's awareness in my mind. And then everything falls into place, you know, like okay. you were saying, yeah. everything, everything yeah. falls in the, into place as long as you're coming from a place of love. And oh, no. I, you know, really don't need to know any more than that. <laughs> love and exactly. do what you want. Exactly. That is so yeah. true, Lana. That is so true. Yeah. I know that for yeah. myself. That's what I train. I train myself into that manner every single day. Every single day. The yeah. only thing I want is God's peace. The peace mm-hmm. of God, yeah. which is the same thing as the love of God, or yeah. like I, I like to yeah. use integrity, okay? Integrity, yeah. love, God, all of these things mean the same thing to me, and that's what I strive for every single day. Do I, am I successful yeah. every single day? No, absolutely not, <laughs> okay? When the days when I am successful, I relish and I revel in it. The days that I'm not successful... I just say, okay, well, we'll just try again tomorrow. At least you're going in the right direction, Judy. Oops, I did it again. You know, it's like it's more important when our purpose is straight and our intention is in place. You know, know, and our willingness is in place. You know, that Mm -hmm. for me, that's, you know, that's what's really important. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, um, that's all, you know, because once I join and align my mind with God, you know, it's, and even, you know, this, uh, I don't even use the word, uh, oh, I know what I wanted to share. It was one time I was at, early on in my study of A Course in Miracles, I was asking Jesus, um, how can I love the ego? And, or should I love the ego? Or what do I do with it? <laughs> And his response was, his response was, what, real or imagined, is unworthy of the love of God? And I think that's what you guys were saying earlier. You know, it's, number one, it's the only reality anyway, so might as well love it. And and love heals. Love heals. It does. It does. So it's like, send love. 
even, you know, when Jesus says, love your enemies, and it makes so much sense to me now because in loving them, they're no longer enemies, you know? Mm-hmm. They no longer become enemies, you know? It's right. so self-fulfilling. Right. So kill it. I say kill it with kindness. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And gentleness. And gentleness. And the ego will revolt against that. I remember our old roommate, I mean, he couldn't stand to see me if I was happy. You know, it's like, how dare you be happy? You know? <laughs> how dare he not be happy? He was so married and invested in his misery that he, he couldn't even for a moment break a smile on his face. <laughs> that was such a challenge. Um, wow. Well, you know, remember what Abraham Lincoln said long, long time ago about happiness? You guys remember that quote? No, what is it? I may once I hear it. (laughs) You will. Yeah. You will. You'll recognize it. A person is about is about as happy as he makes up his mind to be. Exactly. Mm. Yep. 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 That's a decision. It's a choice. As a joy. You know, joy is a choice. If I'm not choosing joy, it's not gonna show up in my life. Exactly. 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 And that's that's true about Saint Augustine. It's just like, that's why I try. That's why I make the attempt every single day. I want to feel and I want to experience God's love. And all I need to do to have that happen is to be willing, allow the feelings to surface within me. Because anything that I go to outside myself is going to be temporary. I want permanence. I want the permanent experience of God's love. And that's mm-hmm. only going to come from the God within me. And I just have to yes. be open enough and willing enough to allow. And that's the key for me, as allow it to happen. Yes. Resist yep. not evil. You know, just allow, allow, allow. And, allow you know, it's, it's, the, yeah. many of the people that I mentor on the phone, um, most of them are new at A Course in Miracles. And, um, mm-hmm. and of course, when they call me, they're usually in some sort of upset or mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order for them to hear me, you know, I have to allow them to express themselves. And oh, my to God, yes. Wherever they are, wherever they are, whatever yes. terrible dream they're having and believing it's real, because mm-hmm. in, until, until they are given the opportunity to empty their minds of it, they're not going to have any space in their mind to welcome in the truth. They're going to be too busy, too preoccupied mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. And um and, you know, when I got that, you know, it was just about sharing the love of God. But instead of saying, well, they're sharing illusions and I'm sharing the um, the love of God, I had to recognize that it was all the love of God. Yeah. What they were sharing <laughs> and what I was sharing. And if yes. I was perceiving anything other than their perfection, it was mm-hmm. my mind that needed to be healed, mm-hmm. not theirs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a humbling right. oh, moment. Yeah. <laughs> <A> moment. <laughs> yeah, oh, I understand that concept completely. I know that I've done mentoring over the years as well, and that's the same thing. I, I adopt the exact same thing. 
let them spill everything out. Just listen. Just listen. And, yeah. Yeah, I do ask them in the beginning, though, to set their purpose and get clear on their purpose um, by asking them, are you sharing? Uh, you know, I'll listen to anybody, anything anybody says, but are you mm-hmm. sharing for the purpose of healing or are you sharing for the purpose of having your story validated by someone? Oh, and, well, that's just it. They're sharing their yeah. story, obviously. And, they, they yeah. of course, they want validation. So I give them validation, yes. That's exactly how you feel. I will validate your feelings every single time because their feelings to them at that point are real. They're real. Oh, absolutely. But they're underneath the foundation and their purpose is Mm -hmm. so that they can return to peace. So their mind can be healed and return to peace. And just in their sharing, by the end of the conversation, um, we're both in such a... state of love and um, peace and joy. I mean, usually it's a joyful, it may start out where they're in the pits of depression, but by the end of the call, it's, I mean, I'm not saying in every case, but in most cases, they're elevated. Their mental state is elevated um, to a Mm -hmm. place where they can at least entertain the possibility that peace and joy are possible. That's a major step, Lana. That's a major step, acceptance. When you start, yes. when you can yes. come to that yes. point of accepting, you know, even yes. with just the slightest intention, but there's that, that, that opens the door to be more accepting yes. as you go along. And that's a oh, big totally. key in healing. That, that is very so true, Paula. Another yeah. thing, too, that I just like to mention that I found to be very affected with um, a few of the, a few of the um, people that I have done this with is that to let them know that they're not broken. They don't need fixing. There's nothing wrong with them because a right. lot of times when we're in that space, we feel broken and we feel we need fixing and we feel that we're just not worth it. So they need to know, yeah. and I do that right up front. You're not broken and you don't need fixing. You're having a moment. You're having an experience because that's really and truly all it really is. Right. My, right. My, yeah, my whole thing at the beginning is to, is to allow them to feel comfortable with whatever they're experiencing, and it could be the deepest yeah. pain. And not to just judge it, not to judge no. it. No. Oh, my God, no. I No, no. You know, and that's easy <laughs> to do because I can look back on my miserable mind sometimes. I mean, they're not <laughs> telling me anything I haven't experienced before. True. And have exactly. experienced the pain and frustration. Exactly. You know, so that's like true empathy is like I've been there. I know what you're going through and there's a way out of the darkness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have said those words many times and it's true. I mean, I've lived a very full life (laughs) and I have been in many, many, many dark places. So, yeah, I can relate to just about anybody who picks up the phone and calls you. Absolutely. There's very okay. little, you know, I always say the good, the bad, and the ridiculous. I've seen yeah, it all exactly. and experienced it all. <laughs> That's oh, where we are where we're today, ladies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I said that to myself all the time. A lot of the time, experience the good, the bad, and the ridiculous, because a, a lot of it was ridiculous. I mean, I can look back on some of the times that I thought I was just at the lowest ebb, and I laugh. I can laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, yeah. yes. And that is, oh, my God, so and much Jesus freedom. Jesus said somewhere in the Course of Miracles 
that he, he says, life is not supposed to be without challenges. For oh, how could you help your brother <laughs> if you've not experienced what he's experienced? You know, exactly. it's like, yeah. you know, the forgiven learn to forgive, mm-hmm. you know. And, 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 uh-huh. You know, I mean, boy, I am an encyclopedia of experience. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm definitely up there with you. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it's, and it's, and I usually I can relate to, I can give them like an anecdote or or a story, um, uh, the whole picture of whatever they're experiencing now. I can look in, back into my life and see an experience I have that matches up to it and how it was resolved. And, um, yeah, I mean, we can't, you know, we just need to point their minds in a different direction. We have to point, yes. get them to point their mind towards God. And then mm-hmm. God takes, takes care of it from there. You know, you don't even Absolutely. have to let go. Once you point your mind towards God, um, mm-hmm. It lets go of you, whatever you want to exactly. let go of. It lets go of yeah, you. Exactly. It dissolves uh, and disappears. I, dis- I find it disappears itself is what happens with me. Yeah. I find that a lot of stuff just disappears itself to the point where if I want to make a point sometimes, I can't even remember. <laughs> That's <laughs> let true. Let some of you go looking for the beer and... Yeah, and where is it? You can't find it. You were, no. you know, I, I do that. You know, I'll... I'll I'll forgive something in the morning or offer forgiveness and and that evening I'll go look for those, you know, extreme emotions that I was feeling <laughs> and they disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I Jesus know. says, I, I will forgive it. and this will disappear. He ain't kidding. You know, I will yeah, forgive exactly. and this will disappear. Exactly, because I can remember just laughing my head off sometimes, you know, over the years when I've tried to remember some incident and it's gone. You know, it's just absolutely mm-hmm. disappeared. It just totally disappeared. And that just blew my mind. I mean, the first time that happened, it blew my mind. After that, I just came to accept it as just being a normal part of the process of growing and evolving and changing and so on and so forth. But yeah, like, (laughs) oh, God, this is wonderful. This is great, ladies, as usual. (laughs) Well, I guess my daughter isn't coming tonight. Oh, well. Oh, oh well, <laughs> but, you know, I've enjoyed this this call so much that um, you know it's no biggie. I'll see her tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big talk about <laughs> talk about healing relationships. I think parent and child is the most special relationship that exists. Oh. You know, that oh, catch your mind, your heart. Oh God, I have yeah. got two children and. My relationship with each of them couldn't be any more different. It's like 180 degrees. I've got Isn't a beautiful relationship. I've got a beautiful relationship with my daughter, and my son doesn't want to have a relationship with me, so I had to let him go with love. Now, mm-hmm. trust me, that was not easy, but I did it. And all I feel wow. for that 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 young man right now is love. As I just yeah. all I want for him is happiness and love in his life, and if he chooses to, to, if he chooses not to have me share in it, that's okay. He doesn't have to. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
It's you just choice. You love him anyway. You love him anyway. I, I mean, absolutely. My relationship with my daughter has been all over the place. You know, from when she yeah, was addicted to heroin, from oh, uh, you know when she lost her son, and um, and now. Uh, you know, even though her, I mean, she, she's been in recovery five years now, but um, oh, her life is still in shambles. You know, she and emotionally. Lana, she, Lana, yeah. Let me just explain something to you because I have myself personally have been in recovery for almost forty years now. It five years is nothing. Give her yeah. a long time. Oh, Give her and a I long am. I, you know, I yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, Jesus says he only tells me the only thing I can do for my daughter is love her, but that's the most exactly. powerful thing I can do. And that's all exactly. I do, you know? Yeah. And um, exactly. so, you know, I just allow, 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 accept, 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 and I've given mm-hmm. her to God. I've given her to God. You know, I finally you said, to. you know, realized that maybe he could do a better job than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe. But our, you know, Absolutely. our relationship, mm-hmm. even... With all of that, our relationship is still very loving, you know. Yeah. That's, well, of course, because you're a loving soul. And, and I have the same thing with my pieces. Well, what? Yeah. The souls yeah. choose who they go through this life with, and there's no, yes. no coincidence. That's no. So, and my, my son was addicted. My son was in, has been in recovery as well. Okay? Yeah. He, just choose, he just chose to go in a different direction. But believe me, before he was in recovery and the first few years or several years he was in recovery, I was there for him 24-7. Yeah. I had to pack up my car, drive from Vancouver Island down to Palm Springs while he sold his house, disposed of everything to come back up north to go into rehab. I was there for him every step of the way. Yeah. And I don't yeah. regret a moment of it. Me I was either. happy no, to do either. it. I'm I was, you know, I was just determined that she would always have one person that she knew she could count on that would love her in unconditionally. She would never. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I can remember exactly. one night praying, you know, was when she was still doing drugs and living on the streets. Uh, it was a snowy night, cold winter. And I was just praying she would be arrested. Oh, please arrest her, God. Yes. <laughs> because at yes. least I knew she'd have a roof and food and yes. be warm. Yes. And, um, yep. you know, exactly so right. God, really, God, God got us through both of those things. And Maggie's of the opinion that we all have a purpose for coming back here. You know, it's, she's oh, kind yeah. of linked for Buddhism, you know, we're always uh-huh. elevating ourselves, her spirit. And, that's and she said to me the other night, she says, Mom, I don't know what we signed on for this time. <laughs> what did we sign up for this time? What were we thinking? What were we thinking? I don't know what we signed up for this time. I said it's an adventure movie. It's an adventure <laughs> drama movie. Yeah. Well, I've taken to call anything a... lately. Vignettes of life. <laughs> yeah. Vignettes of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My love. Okay. Okay. Love you guys. Okay. I love you. Same time, same place next week. You got it. Love you. Take care of yourselves. I love you. Okay, sweetheart. I love you. 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 Love you.
night, night ladies, night, night bye. girls, girls, bye, bye. girls are all girls. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good night. Yes. Bye bye. Good night, sweetheart. Bye.